Sunday of Advent, people. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. You're not happy enough yet. Happy New Year. We just need noisemakers now. That's all. <laughs> Fine with me. Oh, wait, that's what those sucker whistles are for. I don't have enough for everybody. That's okay. <laughs> Good morning, church family. Hope everyone's doing well. I know uh, U of M fans are probably doing great this morning. First win for them in 22 years for Ohio State. Woohoo! <laughs> All right, we'll be a little more serious now. Okay. All right. Now we're on the basketball. <laughs> All right. So if you have a moment, take a look in your bulletin to read over all of the announcements. We have quite a few of them. Uh, the only one that I do want to draw your attention to, though, just because it is coming up on Saturday next week, it is our parade, um, the Christmas parade, and we are uh, getting involved in that again. I'm assuming with some super awesome loud music by Rick, yes? Uh, so if you'd like to, to walk or even ride on the float, you're more than welcome to just let us know. Sheila has some announcements as well. We have three sign-up sheets out here in the narthex. Poinsettias, next Sunday's the last day to order your poinsettia. Um, next Sunday is also the last day to sign up for our women's Christmas party, which is on December 6th. And we also have the men's breakfast on December 11th. So please sign up. Any other announcements? All right, please stand and join me in the call to worship. O oh God, you prepared the hearts and minds of the people years ago for the coming of your Son. Prepare our hearts and minds that we might be ready to receive him now. We want him to dwell in us, and we want to follow his way of love. And please remain standing for our first hymn, found on page 61, Come Thou Almighty King. Come 
And before you take a seat, if you could please turn and greet someone with a smile. And at this time, we have the lighting of our Advent wreath. So if I may have the Smith family come forward, please. Okay, well, the Smith family is two for four today. <laughs> we have two down, <laughs> but we're going to make a go of it. We'll be fine. Mother and son team. We light this candle as a sign of our hope, our joyous hope that we can be restored. Our faith restored, our strength restored, our confidence restored, our joy restored as we watch and wait with all God's people for the promise to be fulfilled. We are beginning our journey to Christmas. Let us take a moment to simply arrive here, push out all of the busyness, musts, and have-tos to make room for the Holy Spirit to guide our thoughts and feelings. Now, let us think about hope. Let us think about the ways we will get ready for Jesus' birth in our lives once again. Stuff that actually has nothing to do with Jesus presses through this sacred season. Presents, parties, and dramas of all kinds, tinsel, plastic, and colorful lights, Rudolph, Scrooge, and the Nutcracker. Stuff that is spectacle, beautiful, and exciting that have nothing to do with Jesus, however, they do tend to drain us, and they distract us from the simple good news of love and hope that Jesus brought into this world, our world at his birth. Now is the time we turn our minds and our hearts to Jesus with joyful hope, with radical welcome as we wait in wondrous anticipation of Jesus' arrival and the kingdom of God, which has come and continues to arrive each 
moment. Psalm chapter 80, verse 7. Bring us back, almighty God. Show us your mercy, and we will be saved. Let us turn our heart to our ministry of prayer. You will see the names of numerous people. Please remember them this morning. Please remember them throughout the week. Please remember each other. We've started the journey to Christmas. Part of it's wonderful, and part of it is such a pain. We need each other's prayers. We need each other's prayers. Let us bow together, shall we? Our blessed Jesus, thank you for coming. Thank you for coming to the stable so long ago. And thank you for coming here this morning. Open our hearts, open our minds, so that we realize your presence. It's not that you came and left. It's that you came and you are still somehow here. That's the meaning of the Comforter, the Holy Spirit. Some of us are in great need of comfort this morning. Some things have not gone very well. Some of us are struggling with our health. Some of us, oh Lord, have family difficulties. Some of us, oh Lord, simply have trouble living. Remind us we are not alone. Remind us that you are with us. And oh Lord, somehow, some way, help us to find you in ourselves and share you with each other because wherever you are there can be no loneliness there can only be healing there can only be help and joy oh lord we wait for that moment when your kingdom finally arrives in its fullness we wait for that moment when you will wipe away all tears from our eyes. There will be no more pain or sickness or death. We pray for that moment every time we join our voices together in the words that you taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done 
on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Could we take a moment for silent prayers? For God speaks in his turn during silence. Please join me in a prayer of preparation. The hour draws near. The empty stable once more awaits his birth. It beckons us to remember that 2,000 years ago, people were too busy, too worried, too absent-minded to mark his coming. Let us join in a prayer of preparation. From From the the frenzy frenzy and confusion confusion of of final final details, details, deliver deliver us. us. From the the weariness of of too many many things things left until until too late, liberate us. us. Free our hearts and minds from the shackles of this life. Fill our spirits with new awareness of your presence, dear Jesus. You have come from God to be one of us. Fulfill your promise to hear the quiet calling of your children. Show us the way home to God. Amen. And if you could please stand as we sing the Gloria. you're in the choir.
Would the children come, please? This Good morning. How are you? You good? Did you have lots of food on Thanksgiving? Oh, wow. So you had three families all together. Wow. So did the big people make you crazy? No? We got some yeses and some noes. No? Okay. Isn't it great when the big people aren't making you crazy? Yeah. Yeah. I know. Now, I brought something to show you. But actually, I got two things. Okay. I know it's, it's all nice and everything for you to be sitting in chairs, but it bothers me. Would you all come around here, okay, and on the floor? So I can show you this amazing thing that you're going to think is pretty normal. Do you know what this is? calendar it's out yes it's outdated it's old but it does have a pretty picture okay does have a pretty picture actually it has several pretty pictures okay what are calendars for um, the, days. the days okay the calendars are for the days now we did something different this morning in our service. Okay. We lit a candle. A special candle. And that candle is part of a special calendar. What special day is coming? Yes. Christmas. Yeah. Christmas. Christmas? Okay, Christmas. Now, what we do is we have a calendar that's called an Advent wreath. You want to explain it to everybody else so especially the big people can understand it? 
No. Okay. Oh, okay. Now, I'm going to ask you to follow me. And I need to ask you to be careful because we're going to go up steps. Notice I'm using the handrail. Come on round. Okay. You all right? We okay? Are we crying? We're crying. Uh-oh. You okay? Oh, you lost your shoe, didn't you? You're okay. Yeah, no worries. Those stairs can be a real challenge. Thank you for helping. Okay? Yeah, some people do. That's why I ask you to use the handrail. Now, see this? Okay? Now, I'm going to try to get through here. I made it. Okay. Olivia. Olivia. Sometimes big people have to do things the hard way. Okay? It's just, it's just one of the realities of life. Okay, now, you notice how many calendars, candles are there? Let's let some of the younger ones answer. Yes. Five. Okay? We lit... One candle today. Next Sunday, we'll light two candles. The following Sunday, three candles. Four candles. And then on Christmas Day, we light the fifth one. Five. All five. <laughs> You're going to have to explain it to people. Okay, this is a calendar. It keeps track of Sundays till Christmas. Okay, so each week, all right, we'll light another calendar or a candle on the calendar, and then what we'll do is we'll think together about what it means for Jesus to come to be with us at Christmas. Uh-huh. Okay. This morning, we talked about hope. Hope makes life good. Hope gives us courage. Hope helps us understand that things can change for the better. That's why Jesus came. Let's remember that because it's an important part of Christmas. Okay? Now, let's have a prayer. Lord Jesus, we've started our trip to Christmas. And we pray that you will be with us every step of the way. Help us learn of you. Help us, oh Lord, to learn how to love the way you've loved us.
Hear our prayer. Amen. Now, we have something for you. And if you turn around, you'll see. Showing dad, yeah? <laughs> Be careful going down the stairs now. <laughs> See, you, 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 think it, you, think, you think it's weird because Mike's up here and does the things he does. Can you imagine being mom and, and then having to do the children's sermon with the little ones up here? we continue our thanksgiving. It was so good to share a table and food with family and friends. It's so good to be blessed. We thank you 
From our blessings, we bring our gifts. And we ask you to take these gifts and make them, O oh Lord, enough for your work, for the kingdom of God. Hear our prayer. Amen. Our hymn of preparation is number 327. Son, you may be seated. The scripture focus for this morning is taken from Isaiah 42. Be reading verses 5 through 9. Thus says God the Lord, who created the heavens and stretched them out, who spread out the earth and what comes from it who gives breath to the people upon it and spirit to those who walk in it. I am the Lord. I have called you in righteousness. I have taken you by the hand and kept you. I have given you as a covenant to the people, a light to the nation, to open the eyes that are blind, to bring out of the prisons from the dungeon from the prison those who sit in darkness, 
I am the Lord, that is my name. My glory I give to no other, nor my praise to idols. See, the former things have come to pass, new things I now declare before they spring forth. I will tell you of them. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Prisons have always been horrible. Most of us have never been in prison, and that's good. We've not even visited one. Those who've never been inside a jail or prison are clueless. We've no idea of what it means to be locked up. We have no idea of what it means to be totally at someone else's mercy. I visited jails a couple times. And it wasn't easy. It wasn't because of the people I visited. It was because the sound of the gate shutting behind me. And knowing I could not get out. I apologize to you for smiling. There's a wordless conversation going on here. (laughs) It's terrible. I want it out so bad. I'd come to minister to someone inside, and all I wanted to do was get out. Right, Bill? That's the UA. My visits were never long, thank God. We were watched constantly. Nothing we did or said was private. Someone else determined the schedule. During the visits, it was clear. Someone else controlled every move. Eating, bathing, toileting, everything was watched. The people around us were desperate. Some were violent. There was nothing normal about the world behind bars. It was a heartbreaker to realize I would be able to leave, but the person I'd come to visit would stay. More than 2,000 years ago, prisons were the worst places. We cannot imagine how bad they were. They had mud floors. They were either freezing or unbearably hot. They were dark. They swarmed with bugs. They were full of rats and mice. There was 
scum and there was stink. And that was just the people. There was rarely anything to sleep on. Beatings were often and sometimes deadly. People were jammed together, and yet people were also terribly alone. Darkness, violence, loneliness. They were and continue to be the worst nightmare. They were and continue to be real. Last, we don't know what it means to be physically locked up and forgotten. We've not been physically put away. Sadly, however, we all may know what it means to be a prisoner. We are in prisons of our own making. Those are the prisons in our heads, the prisons of our hearts. The words of the prophet Isaiah give us an advanced warning. God is not going to let us languish. God is going to change everything and free everybody. The Holy Scripture talks about the creation of man and woman. So God created humankind in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. There's something of God in each and every one of us. We can either accept or deny God in us. Holy Scripture tells us about God's freedom. God is absolutely free. God is totally free. We can't make God do anything. We can ask God. But God is the one who decides. God does what God wants to do. However, God is not capricious. God does good. God does good for you and me both. God does good because that is what God wants to do. The story of Adam and Eve is the story of our human freedom. We are made free like God. However, we've abused our freedom. We have lost paradise. We suffer miserably in prisons that we have made. Since Adam and Eve, we men and women have spent tons of energy building ourselves prisons. And they are not made of stone and steel bars. They are the way we live, our lifestyles. They are idols 
They are greed and hate and pride. They are jobs. They are families. They are friends. They are possessions. They are habits. Ouch. Ouch. God made us humans free, yet everywhere we are in chains. And we have made every link in every chain ourselves. The prison we make for ourselves are the worst kind. To be physically in prison punishes the body. The prisons that we make punish our minds and our hearts in the worst possible way. We are prisoners of ourselves. We cripple ourselves in ways that no other jailer can ever do. Did I ever tell you I'm depressive? I got serious difficulty with it. Okay. One of the things about depression that's part of the illness is when you realize you're depressed, you don't want to leave anyway. You want to stay in jail. Thank God for God. Thank God for Jesus. Amen. God in mercy decided to reach out to all of us. God gave advanced warning through the prophet Isaiah that God would send someone to set us all free. God sent us a dramatic reminder that we are made in his image. We are free. That reminder is Jesus Christ our Lord. Jesus has so much of the image of God in him that we recognize him as God's own son. People have asked me, Mike, you got a PhD. Why do you still do the Jesus thing? Because when I look at Jesus, I see God. When I see Jesus, I knew somebody, I see somebody who knew how to love. When I see Jesus, I see somebody who loved so much that he would give up everything for me. There's no magic. There's no hocus pocus. You won't hear me quote Mr. Musk very often. Okay? But somebody asked him, do you believe in God? And he didn't rattle off an immediate answer. He paused. And he said, if you mean, do I think that everything that exists has intention and purpose 
Yes, I believe in God. Jesus came as a witness. The witness is that God's intention is good. God's purpose is love. Got to watch out when those two start moving. At first, the reminder was small and obscure. The infant Jesus was born in a barn. It all happened in an out-of-the-way place. It was hidden. However, it couldn't stay that way. Jesus grew up, and as he grew up, he stood more and more in his God-given freedom. He didn't deny it. He reveled in it. The first glimpse of Jesus' freedom was when he was 12. He debated the teachers in the temple at Jerusalem. 12 years old. Going up to the prophets and saying, Huh? What do you mean by that? Don't mess with a 12-year-old. He continued in freedom. He lived God's love. He healed the sick. He helped the poor. He taught the ignorant. He loved the unlovable. Jesus came to tell us in word and deed that we can be free. We can be free from the prisons we've built ourselves. We can break the chains that shackle us. We can tear down the walls we've built to hold ourselves captive. Like the prophet Isaiah Jesus gave us advanced warning. Listen, folks. The kingdom of God is coming. And nothing's going to be the same. No more tears. No more death. We can do all our liberal conservative arguments we want. Okay? but I'm not going to argue with the hand that brushes the tears from my eyes. And says, Mike, you'll never have to do that again. The prophet Isaiah had a glimpse of God's anointed one. The glimpse included seeing someone who would lead the prisoners out of the darkness of prison. The prophet gave advanced warning. Everything's going to change. Everybody's going to be set free. Woo! Thank you. Choir. We know Jesus is the one who has declared the message of freedom. 
He has brought us the keys that open the doors of our prison. He has given us what we need to break our chains and be set free. He has reached out his hand to guide us to the blessings of the kingdom. Jesus has come. Behold, the former things are come to pass, and new things I declare. This is your advance warning. Get ready to be free. What are you going to make it look like? Amen? Thank you. 310. He lives. Would you stand and join together in song?
in our benediction. Grant, Grant O Lord, Lord that, that what we, we have said with our lips, we will believe in our hearts, and that what we believe in our hearts, we may practice in our lives. May our Lord Jesus Christ give us his grace in order that we may live his love. Amen. Amen. Now, in celebration, it is four minutes to 12. You made it. There is coffee and cookies.